message tonight. Um, uh, our brother Chris Newman. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember him. He's over there. On the Chris, if you could please come up here. Chris, uh, last Sunday after the service, said he wanted to become a member of this church. So I think it was the Bible, right? You wanted the Bible. Oh yeah, but I wanted the hardback. <laughs> there you go. The hard here you back. go. Thank you very much. Um, this guy has been. Uh, how long have we been known each other? Uh, for a while. <laughs> how old were you? Like 16, 17 yeah. when I first met you? Probably just about 18 years. <laughs> yeah, so God has been really kept us together. Like in, in, it started in a basketball league and, and then he was searching for Jesus, remember? Yeah, I was on a spiritual, spiritual journey, um, to be honest. I remember coming here. Yeah, when and, it was uh, Pastor Julius, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then like four years down the road, I'm just here and so yeah. it's crazy so you know thank god praise god let's give him a round of applause all right chris thanks um him and uh his fiance sister nirvana um obviously they were engaged new years and they're going to be getting married in november 11. <laughs> did i get that right okay all right at least i got the date and your names correct all right praise god Okay, please join me. Oh, let's uh, please turn your Bibles over to Psalm 71. Hopefully you do have your Bibles. Chris is also a, a friend of my cousin, Chris. This was a time where Chris, the name Chris was pop popular. <laughs> Psalm 71. Um, I don't know if you guys knew too, uh, we're being broadcasted on Facebook Live on the members page. So the singing earlier, the prayers are, are going to be recorded in there and it'll stay in the members page. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Del deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, verse 4, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Jump to verse 14. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate them all, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts. Sovereign Lord, I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening that you've blessed us with. We thank you for making all things possible for us to be here safe and sound, Lord God, providing this building for us, giving us the singers and instrumentalists, Lord God, for this Wednesday service. May you bless them, Lord God, for their willingness and availability to be able to praise and worship you with our, or their lips in order to prepare our hearts, Father God. Right now, Lord, as we now want to ask for your guidance and your, your wisdom, Father, as we meet you in your message that you have given me, Father, I pray for wisdom for all of us. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord God, teach us and reveal to us whatever it is that you want us to learn and accept. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So if you guys can just uh, please turn it for me. I entitled our message, this is um, the week three. I know I missed two Wednesdays. One was intentional for my break. The other one was um, incidental because I got sick. Uh, but I entitled our message tonight, Praying Through Discouragement. You know, we're going through series, right? Praying through the guilt, praying through busyness of life. Now it's praying through discouragement. Now, discouragement um, is defined in the Bible where there's no optimism. It's, it's, you're pessimistic, you're, you're downcast, you're depressed. Um, so the normal tendency for us Christians, if we're discouraged about anything, uh, it could be an issue with our, our spouse, our loved ones. It could be an issue with our, with our money. Anything, right? Anything can lead us to, to be discouraged. What we just read was um, Psalm 71, which was penned by David in his old age. And it appears by, uh, in several passages in it, which makes many think that it was penned at the time of Absalom's rebellion. For that was a great trouble of, of David's later days, latter days. It might be occasioned by Sheba's insurrection or some trouble that happened to him in the part of his life of which it was foretold that the sword should not depart from his house. So that was truly discouraging, right? Your own, your very own son leading a coup to take over the kingdom after an incident where your daughter was raped by your other son, right? So a lot of discouraging events here. But as we just read, if you were listening or if you were reading it, David still, in the midst of his, of his discouragement, he was praying and he was praising God with his lips. There's this story about the, the devil. The devil had his own garage sale. <laughs> Now, it was advertised that the devil was putting up a sale for all his tools. On that date, the tools were laid out. They had prices marked on them for public inspection. And there were a lot of treacherous instruments. Hatred, envy, jealousy, pride, lying, and so on. Laid apart from the rest of the devil's tools was a tool, but it was, a worn, it was more worn than any of the other tools. And it was priced very high. What's the name of this tool? This tool asked one of the customers. That, the devil replied, it's discouragement. Why have you priced it so high? The customer asked. Because discouragement is more useful to me than all the others. I can pry open and get inside a man's heart with that when I cannot get near him with any other tools. It's badly worn because I use it on almost everyone since, since so few people, think Ruth, few people know it belongs to me. That's by John W. Yates II. Don't you find that interesting? And if you look back through your year or through your many times that you uh, stopped worshiping God, stopped coming to church, it's because you were in the middle of discouragement, right? Um, now, Bong, Bong sent me a text when I was sick. It was a very discouraging text, a very discouraging message. He said he went on a cruise to Mexico, and he said that um, 
you know, he, they, they threw a party for him, although he was hesitant, and you'll find out why. Um, everybody threw a party for him because apparently there was a woman that fell off the ship. And then right off the bat, Bong was in the water, and Bong helped the girl. So everybody celebrated him. That's why they were throwing the dinner. And the shortest, the shortest award acceptance ever was said by Bong. And when Bong got in the mic, Bong said, I have one question. Who pushed me? <laughs> I don't know if it worked. I think it worked. So, um, the first point is we have to pray when it feels like everyone is against you. We have to pray, right? We have to pray through that. In you, Lord, remember verse 1? It says, in you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. Now, knowing how good God is, that he told us that he is our refuge, right? There's many verses that he told us that. That alone should serve us as an encouragement for us. Correct? Because when, when it feels like, one of the, the discouragement is when people seem to be against you. Right? And it doesn't need to be many people. We're discouraged by that one particular person that we truly love. That their opinion matters the, the world to us. And when we don't have that, we get discouraged. But we have to pray through the discouragement that we're feeling. We have to continue to praise and worship God in the middle of that because we should never be discouraged because we have to know that just like David, David uh, God was with him and God is inviting him to take refuge in him. And then the other thing there is, if you, if you can see it, is God invites it. God invites us to unload all our feelings, our emotions, our disappointments, our heartaches over to Him. He invites that. Remember, Jesus said in, in John 16.33, um, I guess it's not there, I forgot. John 16.33, when Jesus said, In this life you will have trouble. In this life you will have trouble. But behold I, Jesus, have overcome the world. You know, when you're discouraged, the next time you're discouraged, take a look at the cross. Take a look at the cross, and it's empty. And then that's the symbol that God has paid for it all. That no matter what is going on in your life right now, no matter how discouraging it is, there will come a time that it will end. And once it ends, God is there to embrace us. Because the most important thing has been paid for. The most important thing, the only thing that matters actually, is our salvation, that our sins have been paid for. So that should serve as an encouragement. And then you're thinking, well, you know, it's, it's a, it was a financial reversal. How can I be encouraged by the cross? Because the cross reminds us of what is truly important. It's not what is, it's in the bank, Right? It should, we, do we take peace in our bank accounts more than peace from God? It's nice to have money in the bank, true. But then just like the manna from heaven, remember? For those of you who have been reading your Bible, that's our journey, right? 
God said, I will provide food for everyone. Do not take more than what you can. Just take enough for the day. And there were people that were, that were still, you know, Filipinos. They were taking to go. <laughs> they were taking for tomorrow and for their neighbors and their, for their friends, right? God said, don't do that. Just take enough what you can get. And then if you read the Bible carefully, it says there, those who gathered more only had enough. And those who gathered less still had enough. And those who gathered more for the next day, those went, it got rotten, right? Worms and moles had and ate them. Because God wanted them to depend on Him rather than on the manna itself. Do you realize that it's the same thing for us? That anything that might be discouraging you and derailing you away from God is a revelation of God telling you, that's your idol. That's an idol of yours. That's why you're discouraged and now you're going to abandon your faith. Because what truly mattered for you was your children, your marriage, your career, your health. When God takes those things away, then, it's re then we're tested. Who do we worship? Do we worship God for the things that we get from Him? Or do we worship God for who He is? When we feel discouraged and helpless, we have to pray through it when we feel discouraged and helpless. In verse 8, it reads, My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. If you're discouraged, try this. Praise God. When you're being discouraged because there is a fight at the house, you know what you need to do? Praise God. Pray to Him. Praise Him. Sing the songs that you've been practicing at the guitar class on Mondays or the songs that you've memorized on Sundays that we keep singing. That's why it's embedded in your heart and in your mind. Sing it. Sing it because it's a form of prayer. Pray despite the fact that you don't feel like worshiping Him. That's how we battle through. That's how we pray through discouragement. Praise God when we are discouraged and when we feel helpless. As David did, we too, we too in our prayer should praise God despite how we feel. Because only God can truly be the source of hope in times of great discouragement. Amen? I don't know. You probably don't know that. You probably haven't been really discouraged you probably haven't been really abandoned by everybody that you thought was going to be there for you if you don't know what this means. If you don't know that Jesus is all you need, you've never been really put in a place where He is all you have. When everyone seemed to have abandoned you because you made a big mistake, but then Jesus is always there. His grace and His mercy is new every morning. See, knowing that, knowing that His grace and His mercy never dies. It's never one and done with God. Sometimes it feels like that, right? Because we keep repeating the sin over and over again. And we're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you can even love me, Lord. I don't know, I don't know if I can even look, at, look up to you right now and pray to you because I've screwed up so many times. And it's the same thing over and over again. It's never one and done with Him. He forgives us relentlessly, 
more than we give him credit for, more than we deserve. Christians, do you realize that? Do you realize that God's love is unending? That his grace is, is an ocean, an ocean that you, you will drown in. The reason why we're talking about His grace, His love, and His mercy right now is because when you're hit with discouragement, you have nothing to hold on to other than what God has given you, which is Himself. And that should lead us to worship. In Nehemiah 8.10 it reads, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Knowing that God will never leave you nor forsake you, that should give you joy. And His joy should give you strength. In Psalm 43, 4, it reads, There I will go to the altar of God, to God the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. You see, if you're discouraged, you praise God. And while you're praising God, He will give you the joy. Joy is not happiness because when there's something that, this, this, that is depressing that ha is happening in your life, you can't be a crazy nut saying, <laughs> my wife just died. Yeah, yippee. You know, no, of course not. You're going to be sad. You're going to feel it. When you get sick, you're going to feel the pain. But joy is, is something that's truly from God. That joy is knowing that all things will be okay because God knows what's going on and God holds you in His mighty hands. Third point, when we feel empty, dry, and abandoned, we should pray through when we feel empty, dry, and abandoned. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. Verse 14, my mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate them all, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds and yours alone. Now, there is no other alternative that will get us by during the times of emptiness, of abandonment, about loneliness and dryness in our lives. There's no other, other alter alternative that will work. You might do the alternative that the world is telling you. Go run away from church and hang out with your old friends and go back to drinking, go back to gambling, go back to the old ways that used to get you by when these things happen. Those will, be, those will just lead you be becoming wanting again. But the only thing that will truly be worth it for you and that will only work is prayer. When you pray to Him, when you get down on your knees and you say, Lord, I screwed up. Lord, I'm here again, Lord. I'm in need of you again, and I'm really discouraged. I don't feel like worshiping you right now. I, I feel abandoned. I feel lonely. The people that I, were, I was counting on did not check on me when I had COVID. <laughs> Lord, I'm alone, self-pity mode, right? But the one thing that should really bring you back, should you bring you back to your peace, is praying. Praying to God, knowing that He's just waiting for you to talk to Him and lay it all on His feet. Those songs that we sing, is it just for Sunday? The songs that we sing, 
relates to us, right? Those are Bible verses put in melody and, and tunes, and, and, and we enjoy it. It's not just when, when things are good. Um, there's this song by um, Casting Crowns, I Praise You in the Storm. I think I shared this before, but I was singing this in I-80 going east, going west. No, no, 395 going north. And I, Anna and I were going through huge, a big problem during this time. This is when we were re- our marriage was really rocky. And, and, and this was the song that was playing. And, and the words were just really speaking to me. Right? And I was singing it, and I was crying, and I knew people were looking in because it was rush hour. <laughs> but I didn't care because those song, the song seems to be my prayer to God. And as I was singing it, I could find some relief in the problem and, and the stress and the emotions of, of depression that I had. And after singing it, I was just completely relaxed, knowing that God was there with me during that time. So praying, praising Him during the times of abandonment and emptiness, that's what we need to do. Right? Praying is just not asking. Praying is being there with Him in His presence. Amen? Now, like David, David focused on God. He repeats the truth about who God is in his prayers. He proclaims all the great things that God has done for him. The many times that he experienced God rescuing him from many troubles. This is what comforted David. You see, the other, thi- the other thing too that we need to do when we pray is we have to repeat the many times that God responded to our needs in the past. Right? Because when, when you're, in, you're in the middle of a discourage, discouraging circumstance, that's all you can see, and that's all you can feel. And you cannot see, unlike when you're reading the Bible, when David, the young David, faced Goliath, we know how it ends because it's in the next line. It only took one rock to knock down the, the, the big guy, right? But for us, we don't know. We're in trouble. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, next year. If it's our health, we don't know if we're going to be better. If it's our family, we don't know if we're still going to be together. After three months, right? Or after six months, after one year. But the one thing that we know is God is true. God is powerful. God is sovereign. And God has responded to us many years ago, many times ago. So when we're praying, we need to repeat those things to ourselves. So when we hear it, it gives us peace. Just like David, I will proclaim all the righteous deeds that you have done for me. The many righteous deeds that you have done for me. A shepherd, right? Battling an experienced warrior. That's David, the young David. The, the shepherd becoming a king. Before he became a king, a man that was hunted, he was hunted. There was a manhunt for him by King Saul. While he knew he didn't do anything wrong to, against Saul. A huge discouragement in his life. And then now a coup that was started by Absalom. His son, his only son, trying to take the kingdom from him. He's on the run again against his own blood. But his prayer, as we see it, is, I will proclaim the good things that you have done for me. Knowing that God is sovereign, that nothing that happens to us gets past God, right? It should give us comforting joy should give us peace 
God knew about it. And God will take care of us through it, through that discouraging time. And if you were here last Sunday, you know, um, I wonder how we can make it bigger next time. <laughs> no, it looks big when it's on my screen. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose. Right? That, that right there, isn't, isn't that comforting? If you're being discouraged with whatever circumstance that you're in, you have to know that it was run, the, the devil, if it was the devil's idea, it had to be run by God. The example there is when Job, right? Satan had plans for, against Job, and God said, okay, just don't take his life. Everything is ran through God. If you belong to God, that's how it works. Now, if it is your sin, a con if you're experiencing a, a circumstance because of your sin, that's the consequence of your sin. You are, you're, you are saved from the fires of hell, from that sin that you've committed, but you are not free from the consequence of that here and now. If you stole from work and you got caught, now you're going through a lawsuit, and that's your circumstance, that's just ju justice being applied to you. But if you are being persecuted and you're like, oh, this, where did this come from? God knew about it and God allowed it. Now, if, if that is the knowledge and that is the truth, then there should be peace because you have to know that God loves you. Amen? Because look, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously gives us all things? If he helped us, made sure, and he saved us and made sure that we won't spend a second, a moment in hell because of our sins against him, why will he, why, why will he not help us with our marriage that's in trouble? Why will he not respond to us with the health issue that we're going through? Why will He not supply to us our needs? Why? Why wouldn't He? The things that, that gets us in trouble most of the time is because our needs go to wants. To a point that we don't even know what the difference is between our wants and our needs. Oh, I don't know, Pastor Joe. I need to work three jobs because uh, my credit cards are maxed out. Oh, yeah? Did you just go to sleep and then your credit cards, all of a sudden you woke up and like, oh, you're maxed out. Or did you happen to punch the Amazon app there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. Etsy, Amazon, yeah. And then you say, I got to work two jobs. I got to miss church now. God help me. You know what we should be praying for? That you will be content. So that you won't be spending so much money. Right? Because if you're not content, there's greed. Now, greed is not just for money. Greed could be about clothes, right? And greed can be about food, right? Before, before we start judging the people, the, our, our Christian brothers and sisters who are still smoking, drinking, or gambling, we have to also ask ourselves, do I have a problem with eating my diet? Because if I have a sugar problem, that means I, I don't have discipline too, Right? So there, there's, there's things that we need to be content. We need to ask for God for self-control. 
right? And then last verse there, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life. Listen to this. I missed this last Sunday. Is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. See, church, when we're discouraged, in the previous verse in, in, in chapter 8, is, is that the Holy Spirit is the one that gives the Spirit in us, gives the groanings of our spirit to the Father. And then now we see that Jesus Christ Himself is praying for us. Praying for us. Help Nirvana. Help Chris. Help Josie. Help Orly. Help Joe. Can you, can you just imagine that? Put that in your mind right now. So the next time you're discouraged about something that's been going on with your life, just go to prayer. Go to prayer. Because there's God Himself is... Jesus, the Son of God, the second God in the Godhead is praying for us. That should give us peace. Now, like David, we will find ourselves in the desert at times, in a circumstance, in a sea of trouble. And it can lead us emotionally and spiritually dry. In these times, God urges us to draw near to Him through prayer. There is no other way, church. In the middle of your trouble, in the middle of your discouragement, you have to go pray. You cannot run away. You have to go run to Jesus through prayer. Paul reminds us in Romans 8 that Jesus is praying for us in heaven. And I want us to close this message with that in mind. Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God praying for us. God the Father who is sovereign knows everything that is going on and He wants you to know that He is in full control of all things. Amen? Amen. That's our message tonight. Let's close in prayer. Father, we know that in times of discouragement all the more we have to pray to You, Lord God. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord, to be able to do that in the middle of our discouragement, our weakness, our emptiness, our lack of strength, Help us, Father, to be able to pray to you, to praise you, and to worship you. Help us, Lord God, to gain wisdom, strength, and maturity in those trying times that you have placed us in. Help us, Lord God, to have discipline, to pray to you, to pray to you through discouraging times. Help us, Father, absorb the truths that we have heard tonight, that you have revealed to us tonight. Help us, Lord God, for these things to be real in our lives and that our faith, Lord God, in you will not just be about faith in good times, but more so, Lord God, faith in trying times. All these things we ask in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's